by the authority vested in me by the state of Oregon, I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. Stop. Well, I still mean it. 
welcome to Yes Mother, a podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. This week, we are in Season 4, Episode 3, Till Death Do You Part. I'm Em. And I'm Sue. Where is my Alright, you've made it to the recap portion, or our recap podcast, more like. Yeah, it'll probably be shorter. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be shorter, because we've already said all the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what happens when we get a lot of feedback. Yep. And everything comes up, which is how we like to do it. Okay, so we'll just get right into it. So we open with a shot of Norman's bedroom. We see the owl and Juno. (laughs) (laughs) And then Norma standing in the doorway. Cuts to Norman sitting in his room at Pineview. A nurse comes in and asks if he is ready for his orientation. He says, somebody took my belt. She says, no one wears belts. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She tells him no one wears belts. He asks why, and she says because it is safer. And she walks him, and she asks him to walk with her. His hair looked wet. It like reminded me of prison when they like shower you down from like, <laughs> <little> lice. <laughs> but I don't think they had. I don't know why his hair looked so weird. I think I get the feeling he had been sitting in that position all night long. And that maybe it was Creepy. just sweat or something. I don't know. He had been sitting there all night wondering why someone took his belt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's kind of unsettling. Interesting. I didn't think of that. Alright, so next we see Norma at the city hall. Romero comes in and apologizes for being late. Uh, he had to stop for gas. <laughs> That's always mine. It's <laughs> <laughs> yep, not for gas. Take forever. <laughs> she says it's no big deal. It's not like they are doing anything important. They look over at a couple sitting near them being all lovey-dovey. <laughs> Romero asks Norma if she can lean into him to show that maybe they've had physical contact before now. <laughs> she lays her head on his shoulder and says, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> He says he's sorry last night was so hard, but they are doing the right thing. Then someone tells him they are ready for them, and Romero asks, you ready? She says, ready as I'll ever be. It cuts to them standing in front of a judge, talking about marriage and how they should not be entering into this lightly. (laughs) They will be together in mind and heart, and Norma tells her that she can skip that part. They all know this. (laughs) Romero laughs laughs and says, she's nervous, Connie. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's like he knows all those people. I know. Shut up. <laughs> they were probably all you're marrying who? You've been dating her? <laughs> We've gotta sell this, Norma. Come on. Well I guess he could say, you know, I just spent the last three or four months at her motel. We yes, we were dating, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um they take their vows. The judge asks if they have their rings. Norma starts looking around. Romero <laughs> says he has hers, but this is but his is at the jewelers getting sized. Uh, it made my heart break a little bit that she didn't think about it and he got her that nice ring. I know. <laughs> Boo. 
He puts a beautiful antique ring diamond on her finger. They are pronounced man and wife, and he is told he may kiss the bride, and they kiss. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't describe the kiss because I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> Rub my hands together. <laughs> that was so awesome. It was. That he, like, totally goes for it, surprises her, and he, like, he does go for it, but it's quick. It's he's like okay, but this is a. I'm finally kissing Norma, and it's gonna be passionate, and I've gotta sell it, but. This is a nuptial kiss, you know. Right at City Hall. It... So he stops it, and she just like keeps leaning towards. I like, know, like that's ooh, not... that was nice. I want more. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Wait, it's done already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great, and I loved so how he cute. like took her head at her face in his hand and it was very mm-hmm. sweet yeah. yep that was a I've been waiting for this kiss thing and I'm gonna do it right moment you know yep it was a good first kiss I liked it it was good and I love what they did with having her lean towards him when he pulls away I know still like making kissy face <laughs> that was so brilliant <laughs> it was um okay so next we see Romero and Norm- Norma walking down the outside steps she thanks him for doing that he says you're welcome and tells her he will be over later with his stuff <laughs> she says what stuff <laughs> he says you do realize I have to move in with you she says yeah, okay, of course. He says it has to look real. He's an elected official and needs people to trust him. He isn't supposed to be cutting legal corners. She says, have they met you? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> he says, funny. <laughs> this was your idea. It wasn't mine, and you've got to commit to it. It's not a joke, and what we are doing is illegal. I could lose my job, not to mention I already have enough people pissed off at me who would love to see me get in trouble for something, including the DEA. She says, the DEA investigates fake marriages? (laughs) She's just (laughs) pushing all these buttons. I know. She's just trying to, like, tone it down. Like, this is, you know, this is just a sham, you know. Oh, yeah. She's she's shushing and downplaying. Downplaying. (laughs) As only Norma can. Um. Yeah, she says the DEA investigates fake marriages. He says, "Don't make me regret doing this." She says, "Fine, I get it. Yeah, sure, move in." He says, "It's going to be fine. He's an easy roommate. He works a lot, and it's not forever." She says, "Okay." He says, "See you tonight," and kisses her and leaves. Oh, his his it's not forever face. Yeah, <laughs> is priceless. <laughs> It's not forever. Please tell me it is. <laughs> it's so funny. I just cracked up. It's There's just something about the face when he says it's not forever and the very end of it. Right after he says it. It's amazing. <laughs> and let me give a shout out to Norma's marrying suit. It was so, so, so adorable. It was almost as adorable as Laura Petrie's. <laughs> I loved the little flower brooch that she was wearing. It was one of those. Mom had one of those, that daisy one. Yeah. It's like metal with like an enameled paint on it or something. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. 
very like 1950s or something. Yeah, and just the suit. I mean, oh, it was so cute. Yep, she did look cute. Um, next, we see Dylan and Emma walking outside the Portland hospital. She has an IV thing with her and is telling Dylan she feels like she's been to hell and back and she's still dragging big hunks of metal around like it's like nothing's changed. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Dylan tells her he had worked with a guy who lost his leg in an accident and suffered from phantom limb syndrome. His mind tricked him into thinking his leg was still there. She asks if she is going to have phantom tank syndrome. <laughs> he says it's a small selective group, but he is sure they have a website. <laughs> <laughs> He tells her he thinks he is going to fire Gunner. She says if Gunner worked for her, she would fire him and ask Dylan why he's firing him. <laughs> I, <love that. laughs> I mean, if he worked for me, I'd fire him. <laughs> <laughs> but why are you? <laughs> he says he is thinking of getting out of the weed business. He says he is not at all that excited about it anymore. He'd like to try and do something different with his life, something better. She asks if he is going to give up the farm. He says he was only renting it, so he'll only be out the money for the barn. So that was interesting. I thought he owned it. Me too. So So that did make it seem a little different. It did make it seem a little bit different that, well, I'm renting this anyway, you know. But And I can also see him getting serious about Emma and just the way he said it, just not excited about weed anymore. Right. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe that whole chick thing shook him up more than we think. Yeah. And, no, I could totally see that. And he's thinking, man, maybe I don't. I mean, it's not the gun business, but still, I mean, even though it, for all intents and purposes, he was going to sell it like legally to a pharmaceutical, you know, a, a place that sold it legally to mm-hmm. to patients. But. I don't know, maybe with someone like Gunner around. I guess it could get sketchy if, if you have the wrong people working for you that turn it into more of a street thing. Sure. You know, or I don't know. Maybe he's... I think it's safe to say that what Emma's father did was really more of an earworm than anything else to Dylan. Just something that got him thinking. I could go with that now. Now seeing this episode and because uh, last episode, I really was kind of worried that Dylan was walking away from Emma. Like, you know what? She's too good yeah. for me. And that no, totally. And we I was both kind of upset impression. about that, you know, because I just didn't want that to happen. So I'm glad to see that's not happening. Yeah. So, because, you know, these two are really cute together. They really are. They're funny, and they tease each other, and they seem to get each other. Like, they have similar sense of humor, you know. And I just, frankly, just love seeing Dylan so happy. Yes. I mean, he is so... He's pretty smitten with her. He really is. and He always has been. Mm-hmm. I mean, since, you know, since it all kind of went down, but... You know, she's kind of young, and, you know, I've said this before, she seems to just kind of like the boy that likes her. You know, she liked Norman for so long, and then all of a sudden it it did seem a little weird that she switched to Dylan so quick, and just the way she is, just kind of 
But they have young girl stuff, but they have great chemistry together. And I see it. I mean, I, I totally do. see a young girl like her switching her affections to Dylan with everything about Norman and how it happened ever since they started dating. And that night together they spent watching Norman. Mm-hmm. It's so totally natural. I mean, it absolutely is. her affections would transfer. It, they I would. They it. would because I, you know, I think... I think her crush on Norman was just one of those little high school crushes. Yeah, schoolgirl crush. Because, you know, before Norman came into town, you know, she was the girl that carried around the oxygen tank. And she dressed kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Bad sweaters. And, you know, she didn't look as put together as she does now. She was the weirdo at school. Yeah. And then... Here's this kid that moves in, and he's really nice to her, and his mom is really nice. And, you know, I I think it was just like a natural – I don't think she really had a crush on him. I think it was – he's the first guy that's paid attention to her. Yeah, didn't girls like Norman. Yeah, he's sweet. He's nice, and, you know. And then there was the Gunner thing, but that was just never going to go anywhere. That was just a summer thing. No, but I think it was a good progression in her – I think so. Progression. (laughs) I think so. It was a good step in her progression. It was. But it's just nice. I, I like... think it gave her some confidence. And right. I think she changed a lot at that point. I think she did. I think she did. And it's like we were talking last season. They just, her and Norman together, it was almost painful to watch. Oh, it was the worst. How All the chemistry they had. Was gone. <laughs> was so gone. Yep. And so it's just nice to see her and Dylan seem very natural together. Like, I like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this is great. And it it gets me thinking, I wonder if something is going to go weird if she finds out. I mean, is it going to be a big deal if she finds out that he gave the money? Is that going to be a thing to have her operation? (sighs) No, I... If it is, then they're just doing that for TV, TV drama. Because yeah. I, I don't think that would be weird. If if I was in her place and I found out, you know, the guy that I'm starting, you know, this relationship with gave my dad the money for me to get my lungs, I, I think that would just make me appreciate him even more. No, you're right. And to make maybe have the TV drama, maybe something else happens, and then she finds that out, and it brings them back together because of the sweetness of that. Yeah, drama. yeah. Because if they make it weird, that's just to me that's just unnatural. No, you're right. That would be totally lame. Yeah. TV drama. So I hope they don't do that because I'm just wondering since she doesn't know, I wonder if it is going to be a plot point. I'm sure it'll come that. up, but I would think that that would just make her fall in love with them even more like wow you saved my life you know well it could come up because it was stolen money from chick i mean chick's back right yeah i mean if it ends up that will gets killed because of money, <laughs> there might be a Ooh. problem <laughs> <laughs> but chick doesn't seem to be that guy chick wants caleb Yeah, but um, what kind of a guy is Caleb? Do you think he'd sell out Dylan that he gave him the money? Yes, absolutely, yes. He's like, I totally supported you, Dylan, you know. I wanted your dad, and now to find out that you took the money. 
Caleb is a little pussy <laughs> throw his own son under the bus type of guy. So I don't know. I would have said that at the beginning of last season, but I don't know if I'd say that now. But I wouldn't put it past him maybe through torture or something. But I don't see Jake torturing. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. Things will probably happen. Yep. And it'll probably be not what we expected. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next, we see Norman and the nurse walking. She's telling him the mealtimes and shows him the telephone and tells him all calls are monitored by a staff member. She tells him Dr. Edwards will set up a daily therapy session with him. And he can spend his free time in his room or in the patient lounge or outside in permitted areas. She asks if he has any questions. He says, yes. How long will I be here? She says, it's up to Dr. Edwards. And he says, like a week? Two weeks? (laughs) She says, it's different for everybody. And he has to trust his doctor. Cuts to Norman with Dr. Edwards. He asks if Norman has been in therapy before. Norman says he has spoke to a couple of therapists once or twice. Dr. Edwards asks why he stopped. Norman says, let's just say my mother tends to have a lot of problems, and both times that took precedence. Although, to be fair, I didn't like it. So, anyway, he didn't, I took note that he didn't say my mom pulled me out. Mm Mm-mm. No, but, but I think he's implying she had a lot of problems, and her problems took precedence. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, we had to stop focusing on me and focus on her, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Edwards asks why not, and Norman says, I just think it's silly for a fallible human being to explain what's going on in someone else's head. Dr. Edwards says, that's not what therapy is. Therapy is a two-person job. You drive, and I try to help navigate. Norman laughs and says, how do you imagine that I am driving anything here? Dr. Edwards says, you committed yourself, Norman. Do you not want to be here? Norman says, no, my mother made me. She wants me to be here. Dr. Edwards tells him that this true. She spoke to him before he was admitted. Norman said, oh, so she was planning all this. Dr. Edwards says he thinks she was very worried about him. She was worried she no longer knew how to help him. He says, no, you know something, doctor? Sometimes a person might think someone needs help because they are actually the one that needs help. Dr. Edwards says, sometimes yes. (laughs) Norman says, he doesn't feel like talking. That was strange. Mm -hmm. He just buttoned up. Yep. Dr. Edwards says, that's okay, but why not? Norman says, how long does this go on for? Dr. Edwards tells him 50 minutes. Norman asks if he can leave, and Dr. Edwards says that he'd rather he didn't. Norman says, then we'll just sit here then, I guess. <laughs> Dr. Edwards says, that's fine, too. I love Norman in therapy. I do, too. <laughs> I just love how he folds his arms. Well, I guess we'll just sit here then. <laughs> you get the feeling they did. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I really, really like this Dr. Edwards. Yes, me, too. I I think he's going to be a great addition, and like we've said before, I think he's got Norman pegged by now. Like, I, yeah, I'm sure Norman has surprises, but I think he he knows this is not the exception where it's the other person that needs help. <laughs> yes, he knows that. 
Norman has already brought up mother too many times, and I really think that Dr. <laughs> Edwards, like, wheels are turning, and he's like, oh, man. <laughs> Let's just hope Dr. Edwards is a Freudian. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> this relationship's going to need a real big Freudian. <laughs> you can't be a Jungist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so next we see Norma arranging some flowers, and she is on the phone with Pineview. They tell her she can't have contact with Norman for 72 hours after admittance. Norma's, Norma says no one told her. The lady says it would have been explained at admittance. <laughs> like, not too many people get admitted the way he did. Like, you weren't you there. You weren't there, Norma. <laughs> <laughs> no one told me this. <laughs> Like, you gave no one time to explain anything. You just insisted. Um, uh, Norma asks if she can just get a message to Norman that she loves him. The woman says she will ask Dr. Edwards if she can give him the message. Norma thanks her and hangs up, and her doorbell rings. It's Romero with a few double bags, and he says, I'm going to need a key. And he walks in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> Um, next we see Norma in the kitchen listening to Romero upstairs. <laughs> I love that. that so much. It was like he was moving furniture. I, I love it. She's like, what the hell is he doing now? <laughs> you hear like these drawers opening and closing and things moving around and she's just <laughs> looking up at the ceiling. <laughs> so fantastic. <laughs> um, she hears them coming down the stairs, and she runs to the fridge and grabs some bell peppers and starts cutting one. Like, I'm just in here casually making dinner. <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, did you see that I forgot the yard? I put Romeo comes in. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> hey, that could have been auto. It tells me I've spelled Romero wrong almost every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Romero comes in the kitchen. And says it's gotten around town that they got married. He says his buddy offered them the best table at his restaurant. He says they might as well have a free dinner. She says she can't. She's got a lot on her mind. She's worried about Norman. She says she knows it's stupid, but she has been married three times, and she's never going to be good at it. She says it's not even real, and she just can't go out in public and act like she's happy. And she starts chopping the pepper again, <laughs> but like really <laughs> forcefully. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Romero says that's what alcohol is for. <laughs> he tells her to get dressed. They are going to dinner. Gosh, I love that. I mean, she, I, she, I, she took me by surprise saying what she said. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Norman stuff, <laughs> let's face it, no one's surprised. But saying that she knows it's stupid, but she's been married three times and she's never going to be good at it. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like that she said that. It just, it, it surprised me and mm -hmm. just made me think, you know, there's more to it than just Norman. <laughs> She's right. She likes him and there's nervousness there about messing it up and how awful marriage has been for her and how she always picks the wrong man. Yeah. And the scariness that this one might actually be the right man, but she... She might mess it up. She might mess it up. I don't know. It just it spoke volumes, I thought, just that little bit. 
Yeah, but then she turns it back into, I can't, you know, I can't act like I'm all happily married and put on the bride, you know, bridal night thing in public. And, you know, that's true, too. I think she's just, ah, too much. Too much. <laughs> I know, in the last 48 hours, my son's in a mental home and I'm married. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved how he just kind of. Yeah, you know, hey, that's what alcohol's for. Let's go get dressed. No, I do. I like and how... And she liked it, too. She did. She did. Oh, look how pretty she got. She didn't just put... You know, she didn't just change. She... Oh, no. She totally gussied up. She totally did. She looked beautiful. And I don't know. I like Romero in this episode. I like what he's doing. He's like... He's not letting her get too crazy. Yeah, because if he no, he's totally he is the diffuser. <laughs> he is because think about it. If he wasn't there, because Dylan's not there. Dylan's in Portland. Romero, if he wasn't there, what would Norma be doing right now? Knowing oh, Norman's well, in the mental home, you know. Well, she's told that they can't have contact for seventy-two hours, and the minute he leaves, she goes over there. I know. <laughs> after calling, I know she would go absolutely crazy if Romero wasn't there, and I think he knows that he's got to just be calm and collected and take charge and be like, "Hey, let's go have a free dinner. Yep, let's get some wine in you. Let's part. settle you down. You know." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's exactly what she needs. It's and exactly his attitude right now is exactly what he needs. She needs, and he knows that. Yep. He knows her, yep. Christine. <laughs> he knows her, and he knows what she needs. And if he needs to play a part to do it and steer her in the direction he needs to, yep, he's doing it. He is, and he's doing it well. Yep. Uh, all right. Next, we see Norman in the lunchroom. He finds an empty table and sits down. A guy around his age sits down at his table and says, "What's for dinner, Scout?" <laughs> Norman says brisket, and the guy says he should have gone for the turkey pot pie. <laughs> you do not know what you were seeing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Norman stares at the pot pie, and the guy says he's never seen anyone look so pissed at a turkey pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. So the turkey pot pies are Norma. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Norman says it reminds him of someone he knows. The guy says, mind if I eat it? And Norman says, of course not. Then he asks Norman what his name is. Norman tells him and he says, I'm Julian. Or maybe I'm not. He laughs and says he is sorry. He's just excited there's someone around his age. There he gets tired of trying to have conversations with the nut bars. Norman says, how do you know I'm not a nut bar? Julian says he has been there a while and can size people up. Well, get better at it. <laughs> I think this is the nuttiest bar you've met. <laughs> you got a ways to go. <laughs> then he asks Norman what he is in for. Norman says he doesn't know he committed himself and he doesn't want to talk about it. Julian says he is there because his parents think he is annoying and they could be right. Norman says they could be. Julian laughs and says touche. Then he says parents can't live with and can't live without them. Actually, I could totally live without them. So, I don't know. I got a little vibe. What if he killed his parents? No? Yeah. Maybe. I just got the vibe that he was one of those rich kids that Romero was talking about. Like, there's always a bed for a senator's son or, you know. Oh, yeah. I got that, too. But I also... Maybe. We... Wondered if there was something more sinister in that little comment. 
There could be. Absolutely. Here's what I want to know about this scene. What the fifth was Norman drinking? <laughs> Me <laughs> too. Like broccoli water. It. Yes. I was... You know when you like steam broccoli in the water that you dump out in your sink after yes. you've steamed it? Yes. It's that color. <laughs> I was going to ask you because I was like, what is that? It, at first I thought it was maybe Mountain Dew. And then I was like, wait, no, Dude, there's no bubbles. no bubbles. There was not one bubble in that. And then I thought, oh, what if it's like a... A green tea. That's what I was wondering too. Is this like? Green? But you'd think there'd be ice. ice in it. Well, you'd think there'd be ice in anything. I mean. Yeah. It was weird. It was a weird choice. Julian it was weird because Julian had, had water. water. Why didn't Norman just have a water? It was weird. I know. I know. I wonder if it, and was... it looked exactly like broccoli water. <laughs> Is there some sort of fruit juice that's that color? Is like the white? No. <laughs> the white grape juice kind of green tint? No, it's white, right? No, no, it doesn't look like that. Yeah, it it was very weird. Just a very strange choice on set <laughs> to me. I know. It's like, why make Norman's this weird greenish color and have Julian just drinking water? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Throw a little ice in there. If that, someone knows. Ice would have helped a lot. If someone knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> My first question of the season to ask Carrie Aaron on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think this Julian is going to be trouble. <laughs> he's going to play a part, whether it's just one episode or something. He's Yeah, it's going to be trouble. Uh-huh. No doubt about yep. it. Yep. And I just like how he says my parents put me in here because they think I'm annoying. <laughs> <laughs> We can't deal with you. <laughs> you were cute when you were a kid, but now you're a teenager. Get out. Yeah, I've got something for the spoiler section. but Oh, okay. About Julian. Oh. Just a thought. I have no concrete proof, but oh, okay. just from one of those. We watched it, I think, before the season came out. We watched a trailer that had a scene in it that we actually talked about. That oh. Jillian has something. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> we'll be less cryptic in the spoilers. Yes. <laughs> but yes, yes, absolutely. I bet Jillian has something to do with that. Um, <laughs> okay. So next we see Norma and Romero drinking wine and laughing at the restaurant. He says alcohol makes it all seem much easier. And she says he is going to be a great influence. He says, this is your third time being married. She says, yes. He says, this is my second. Norma says, oh, my God, somebody married you? <laughs> and they laugh. <laughs> he explains he was in the Marines. It was his buddy's sister. They met, got married two months later, and got divorced six months after that. She asks what happened. He says he realized after about a week he made a mistake and became really impossible to be around, and she left him. <laughs> I just love that you like, purposely became... <laughs> He was like, yee. <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> and then just got impossible. <laughs> you can see it. You can see it all. It painted a beautiful picture of that marriage. Yep. <laughs> um, and might I just pause to say that Normero was a Marine? I know. That's awesome. I know. Yep, at Camp Pendleton. That's where he got some of his Batman skills, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he was at Camp Pendleton where our grandpa was. Oh, 
that's kind of how we came from San Diego. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Eleanor's the best. <laughs> she's just excited to be out of her room. She's so, she's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he asks, how about you? She says she did not have a good home life. Her high school boyfriend knocked her up, and she ran off with him and had Dylan, and it was not good. About two years into it, she met Norman's father, and they had an affair. Dylan's dad found out and left her, and she married Sam. He was an asshole, and then he died. <laughs> I love how she just looks at him, and then he died. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me go into that. <laughs> you know the story. You know. <laughs> she starts laughing and says, you really can't make this shit up. He says, well, here's to two people who really know how to choose. <laughs> I don't know, Norma. I didn't think her story was that. Oh, man, you just can't make this stuff up. I thought, you know, I bet there's a million women in America (laughs) and around the world that has that exact story. Maybe not that the stuff you hid about Dylan and stuff. That's the thing. is, (laughs) But getting knocked up by your high school boyfriend, he turns out to be a jerk. You have an affair with the first nice man that probably made eyes at you and then marrying him and he was a jerk. Yeah. That's everyone's story. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now, okay, not everybody's, but like I said. Now, if she had worded it as, I didn't have a good home life, my brother knocked me up. <laughs> my brother and I had consensual sex for years. <laughs> he knocked me I... up, I ran off with my high school boyfriend, married him at Dylan. <laughs> That's now that's the shit you can't make up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He says, well, here's the two people who really know how to choose, and they cheers. Uh, She asks if she can ask him a question. He says, sure, we're married. (laughs) (laughs) He says, who the hell do you sleep with? He says, which is a question you can ask your husband. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) He seemed very taken aback. (laughs) I thought she has every right to ask you that, Romero. <laughs> Romero. Yeah. <laughs> every right. He says, what? She says, you know what I mean. You must be sleeping with someone all this time. He says, I have people I see. She says, oh, that's cryptic. Is it anyone I know? <laughs> he says, possibly. It's a small town. Do you think she banks there? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I want names. <laughs> Although his... His beat buddy. Um, thank you for that name. We love it. Yep. We're going to be the beat buddy the rest of my life. <laughs> so his beat buddy didn't even blink an eye when he, she heard Norma Bates' name. I was expecting something <laughs> from her. Yes. Like, you married that crazy lady? <laughs> you married Norma Bates? <laughs> that nuthead? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I expected. So maybe she banked somewhere else. <laughs> the one that that called whatever there was a dick at the town hall meeting? <laughs> <laughs> Bryman? Bryman? Yep. What was that guy's name? Um, Berman. Ber- Lee Berman. Lee Berman, yep. Um, okay, she says, I want names. Cuts to Norma and Romero walking into the house. She is saying sooner or later she is going to break her neck on those stupid stairs. She gets to the bottom of the inside stairs and says, look, more stairs. (laughs) He holds her up. She lays down and is laughing, and he asks if she is all right. She said she is fine. She just had a little too much wine. 
He sits there for a few seconds, then gets up and tells her to get some sleep. She says, okay, fine, good night. <laughs> he walks out the door and says, sleep well, Mrs. Romero. And she yells, I'm keeping my name. <laughs> <laughs> so, the tables have turned. Drunk that's right, that's right. Norma gets put to bed by Not as Romero. <laughs> She kind of starts touching his hand. <laughs> yeah, she's like, kind of. She didn't play. call out, I think you're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of flirting with him, like touching his lapel and stuff. And She's got all of her defenses down because she's drunk. Yep. And lying in her bed, and he's the gentleman. Yep. Not to mention it's their wedding night. True. Yep. Yep. It was a cute scene. Yep. So next we see Norma walk into the kitchen the next morning. There's a note on the coffee pot that says, Good morning. Enjoy the wedding present. Got some guys to fill in the pit. See you tonight. A. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. Uh, next we see Norman looking out a window. The nurse walks up to him and tells him there's a morning yoga class outside if he'd care to join. <laughs> he tells her he would rather stick hot needles in his eyes. <laughs> You're not making any friends around here, Norman. <laughs> <laughs> um, the nurse leaves and Norman keeps staring out the window. Next, we see Norma coming down the outside stairs, and there are some workers with a backhoe filling in the pit. One of them walks up to her and says, Mrs. Romero. She says, oh, yes. <laughs> She's like, me? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Oh, yeah. That's me. That is me. And the guy says, we found this over by the dirt. Thought maybe you lost it. Is it yours? And he hands her an earring. She says, I was wondering where this went. Thank you very much. He says, no problem, and walks away. She stares at the earring for a few seconds and then watches the backhoe dump more dirt into the pit. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. I know. Oh, I was just... Just a little reminder in this episode that <laughs> someone died. That's still there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I seriously was just expecting to see Audrey's body come tumbling out of totally. the shovel. <laughs> you know? Totally. Someone else. <laughs> yeah, that was man. My stomach. I was just nervous watching because they kind of had her watching them for a, longer than I wanted them to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but you know, man, if Audrey's body is in the pit, which I just don't think it is. I don't think either, after that scene last episode. Yeah, but man, if it is, I mean, I think in Norma's mind it is. I think Norma still thinks that Audrey's down there. and So she, So do you think she was like, sweet. Yes, I do. That's done. I, now there's 27 feet of dirt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although... That's not safe at all, because if there is this investigation is, and yes. they find out that there was just yesterday a big pit and it just got filled up. Right. They're going to go they're in gonna there. They're going to go in there and, yep. They'd be the worst investigation committee or crew in the history of the world. If they don't, <laughs> dig up the pit. 
Yep. But yeah, because I imagine some if if Audrey is dead, someone eventually is going to re- report her as missing. Yeah. She's got a sister or coworker or something. Yeah. Um. And if she's not, what is she doing? I know. I picture her just like hiding out in the woods. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> If I were in her shoes and I woke up in that freezer and was able to get out and get out of there, yeah, I would definitely go straight to the cops. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's no way I would be like, well, that was weird. Let us never talk about this again. (laughs) But they made many, many, many showings of her being poor right what if she's thinking instead of going to the cops maybe she can get a little money out of this oh yeah 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 because you know i (laughs) i think i'm just straight 50 50 on her being dead or alive no i totally really don't lean one way or the other and I see stories both ways. I do. I see stories both ways. It, like my my stories of her being alive are more interesting yes. in my mind. They are. They are. <laughs> what if she totally like tries to blackmail them? them? And Romero's got all that money. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. I what like if it. She's hiding in the basement <laughs> and saw him hide the money. <laughs> <laughs> she's just been hiding in the corner. She just <laughs> crawled out of the freezer and. <laughs> excited about what's to come. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. <laughs> Maybe before we start this, I <laughs> I just I heard the chair move. <laughs> <laughs> I get this kid somewhere else. She's so loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. So next we see Dylan walking up to the cabin carrying a bottle of something, whiskey or bourbon or something. Yeah. Uh, Gunner is loading up his Jeep and tells Dylan he wasn't expecting him back so soon. He was about to bounce. Dylan says, what? Gunner hands him a note. Dylan reads it. Says, going to Cali. Leftovers are in the cooler. Peace out, Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you ever in your life? Leftovers. I know. I know. <laughs> Leftover. Dylan is going to eat Gunner's leftovers? Did he cook them? Is it his takeout? I don't know. Left me so perplexed. I me too. I, cause I mean, Dylan lives in a house <laughs> with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Is leftover some sort of drug lingo? Uh, well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, leftover pot. <laughs> yeah. Um. And do you think he was carrying that bottle when he fired Gunner? He was gonna, like, that was like his. Severance. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, a little severance. Peace, like a peace offering, I think it was going to be like, yeah. hey man, I got to fire you. I'm not into this can, anymore. Here, no hurt feelings, you know. I think you could buy a gunner off with that and maybe a couple plants. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dylan says, wow, that was really emotional. <laughs> 
know it's, I left you a note. <laughs> <laughs> Leftovers are in the cooler. Peace out. <laughs> Go to Kelly. <laughs> Gunner apologizes and says he had fun helping out, and he doesn't mean to be discouraging, but he doesn't think this venture is going to pan out too long. And he can't take the risk, and sorry it's not much notice. Dylan tells him it's not any notice. Gunner says he knows, and he is sorry. He tells Dylan to stay on the bright side. He is a good guy, and he leaves. So, pretty sure we're never going to see Gunner again. <laughs> yeah, I think that was his swan song. <laughs> yep. In fact, I think I've seen Gunner on a commercial of a, another show anyway. Hmm. I don't know what that was, but I was like, hey, that's that guy. Um, let's see. Cuts to Dylan on the phone with Emma, and he is complaining to her that Gunner quit. <laughs> I love how mad he is that he didn't get to fire her. <laughs> She says at least he didn't have to fire him. Dylan says he was prepared. <laughs> um, I wanted to. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, something happened with my typing. Dylan says he was prepared. He wanted to. Um, Dylan hears something on the porch and turns around and chicks in the doorway. Um. Dylan tells Emma he has to go. He will call her later. Dylan asks Chick what he wants. Chick says, are you here alone? I thought I would have heard from you after what happened between your father and I. (laughs) Did he expect him to, like, come with a casserole? I know. I was totally (laughs) thinking that. I really thought I would have heard from you. (laughs) Sorry my dad beat you up here. (laughs) Oh, man. I love Chick so much. Uh, Dylan says, look, Chick, whatever happened between you and Caleb is between you and Caleb. I think you should leave. Chick says, you know, it wasn't my intention to have you killed, right? I was a product of divorce, too. I know all about mommy trying to make daddy into the bad guy. But I thought you ought to know what your father's capable of. He beat me within an inch of my life. He left me for dead. Dylan says, so what do you want? Chick says, I want Caleb. Dylan says, I haven't spoken to him and I don't know how to find him. Chick taps Dylan's arm with his cane and says, thanks, Dylan. See you around. And he walks out of the cabin. Okay, I did not get the correlation between, you know, it wasn't my intention to have you killed, right? I was a product of divorce, too. <laughs> were those two totally separate thoughts? <laughs> they totally were. I don't okay. know where he was going with that, either. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I just think that's how Chick's mind works, like... Okay, it wasn't my intention to get you killed. End of that subject. Now, I was the product of divorce. (laughs) I mean, I get him, like, I wanted you to know what your father was capable of, you know. Well, is he the mommy in this scenario? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I know all about mommy trying to make daddy into the bad guy, but I thought you ought to know. It's almost like, like. Like, is Chick the mommy? Yeah. So, are they connected? Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't my intention. I'm not the bad guy here. I was a product of divorce, too. <laughs> Sometimes mommy tries to make daddy into the bad guy. That's not what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to know what your father's capable of. Yeah, I don't know. I think Chick's the mommy. I think I think you're right. I think he's, Yeah. It was super weird. It was super weird, and it was super chick. 
<laughs> it was very chicken. But man, I was nervous because the whole time, like, Chick is slowly walking towards Dylan, and then when he lifts the cane up and just kind of taps him, I was expecting, like, a whack. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I was worried about Chick and Dylan's first meetup, but I believe Chick. He doesn't blame Dylan. He just wants Caleb. And man, he looked horrible. Mm-hmm. When I still swollen shut, the other one red. Yes, and then just can barely even walk, and he lives on the other side of the mountain. I wonder how long it took him to get. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he looked a little bit blind too. <laughs> yeah, and he's got two canes because he had like a big walking stick, and then he had like a regular cane. So yeah, it's like, like a blind man's cane. Yeah. So is what brought to mind me yeah like maybe the vision in the one I'm can't call it a good eye in the red eye <laughs> is not quite there yet right well he he was left for dead yeah that's true so I don't know it'll be interesting to see what the chick storyline is going to be yeah, I just don't know at this point. I really nope. can't guess. Nope. Alright. Good grief. Leave messages, please. This might be about craft night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Next, we see Romero walk into his house, and a woman is there, and she tells him he's home from work early. So that's our first clue, that she knows his schedule. Yep. <laughs> he asks what she is doing there, and she says she left her favorite socks there a few weeks ago and was looking for them. He asks if she found them, and she said not yet, and she asks what is with all the boxes. He says he's just packing some stuff up. He said he hadn't seen her in a while, and she tells him he just cashed a check at the bank a few days ago. So was that like a, at first it sounded like, you haven't seen me in a while? I just saw you, you cashed a check, and you didn't even notice me? I think what he was saying was, I haven't seen you in a while, like we haven't slept together in a while. And she's taking it like literally, like you just saw me a few days ago. Uh, Well, that makes more sense for what she goes into next. Because she says that she sometimes she forgets about him until she sees him again, and then she remembers him. She walks up to him and tries to kiss him. He tells her to stop and tells her he got married. She asks who the lucky lady is, and he says Norma Bates and says she is a widow that runs a motel. She asks why he never mentioned her before. He says they didn't mention a lot of things to each other. Um, That was firmly for all of us, letting us know that that was definitely just a booty call to him. Yes. This is a real, like, exposition scene. We find out she works at the bank. They've been beep buddies. You know, they don't know a lot about each other. They don't really talk. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They don't see each other very often. It's like, calm down, everyone. This was not a serious relationship. (laughs) (laughs) All you know, Normaro shippers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He says he's sorry, and she says, don't be sorry. You were the one that got married, not me. I can still sleep with whoever I want to. 
sometimes people like to be married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, apparently she's not there yet. <laughs> then she says she needs to ask him a professional question. She says, you know, Bob Paris just took off right before the DEA raided his house. Well, the DEA also came to the bank and seized his accounts and all of his records. Normero asks, what is your question? Totally something he said. I love that. It was such a mirror of a Norma, of a Norma scene with him. Mm-hmm. And she says, am I in danger? Romero says, what, because you've been laundering his accounts? It depends. Did you do a good job? <laughs> 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 and then he kind of checks himself and goes, I've never heard anyone mention your name or the bank or how any of the money was laundered. They want Bob or anyone above Bob. You're a tangent. If you don't do anything to call attention to yourself, I think you're fine. And I <laughs> I think that was very smart advice he gave her. Like, advice you think she won't follow? I don't know, because I think... In his mind, he's, like, half worried. Like, is she going to make a big deal about me suddenly getting married to Norma? Do you know what I mean? Is she going to suddenly become, like, a jealous, scorned mistress? She certainly... I mean, there were little subtle ways in the way she carried herself around him after he told her... You know, she does that kind of, like, goes in for the kiss and then disses him uh-huh. even though he had just dissed her kiss like seconds before Yep. to where she could be trouble I think she could be I think she could she's, be trouble she's not happy in more than one way I mean she yeah. she could make a really foolish decision and just I don't know I I don't know she threw the key at him there was... she could bring attention to the fact that Romero was suddenly married to this Bates woman and oh how convenient her son just went to the mental institute and oh how convenient she's now on his insurance you know maybe yeah which would also I don't know it could just bring some bad attention that's not needed you know it could she could also be another possible blackmailer she could also end up, yes, exactly, or she could also... Because she knows he's in on the Bob Paris. I mean, obviously from this conversation, she, she knows he's tied into it somehow. Yeah, yeah. She might be wondering if he warned Bob about the DA coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any way you slice it, I think she's trouble. I think so, and she might be another victim of Romero. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just, she could be someone we never hear from again, or she might really F things up for Romero. It could really go either way. I'm going with the F things up because. Me too. There's That's a cool. little, there's a lot of little signs in this conversation. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of signs. Yep. Um, she says right and gives him his key back, throws him the key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> throws the key at him <laughs> and tells him to let her know if he finds her socks. They are pink, and she leaves. Which, I don't know. That sounded like, haha, I hope your wife finds them, you know? Because <laughs> they're pink, and I've got girl socks in your house. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, don't let your new wife find them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think her trouble's gonna be a little less of the Bob Para stuff and a little more 
jealous mm-hmm. stuff. Well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I. If you're having, you know, an affair, whatever you want to call it, and the guy you're having a, an affair with, like, suddenly marries another woman, wouldn't she be like, well, why wasn't he serious about me? Why? Oh, yeah. And you it know? could be something that she needs a day or two to stew. She's obviously pissed and yeah. her pride's hurt. Yeah. I mean, the way she was acting, it, all those things happen. She's trying to play it cool. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't take this seriously either, you know, type thing. But I don't know. Ha ha, it's you're the one that's I can say gonna be sad about this. Yeah. Yeah. Although she's just move on, lady. You're pretty, I'm sure you that's true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just get Romero out of your mind and never worry about him again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Leave please. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Alright, she's done. <laughs> Um, Romero starts looking around his house then runs to his fireplace and pulls the bricks out and the money is still there he grabs a backpack and puts the money in it I think we discussed discussed that that. yeah Yeah. I think it's like we said I think he's just realizing you know what I need this money near me (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is a little vulnerable yep this is a lot of money because those those bricks are pretty loose. I mean, if you walked on top of his fireplace, you'd be like, ooh, you know, they'd make that noise. And Sure. And, you know, I really do think when he tells her, you know, they're not, the DA is not going to come after you unless you call attention to yourself. He's thinking, ooh, what if she does call attention to herself and then I get wrapped up in it and the DA comes to my house, you know? Mm-hmm. No, any, anyone worth their salt could find that money quick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's in the front room. Right. On walkable like bricks. like on a hearth, yeah. yeah. So um <clears throat> Okay. Next we see Norma walk into her house and she can hear noises in the cellar. She goes down there and Romero is down there. She asks what he is doing and he says looking for a place to do his laundry. She says to just give her the laundry. She likes doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> laundry callback. <laughs> Then she says, is that the truth? And he says, no, actually, I was hiding a bunch of money down here. She says, that's funny. And then she tells him she'll make him something to eat, and they go upstairs. <laughs> I just love it how he tells her the truth. And she's like, ha-ha. I know. <laughs> totally dismisses it. <laughs> and then the camera kind of pans to, like, a big metal, like, boiler or furnace. Yeah. Or it's like, is that where you get the money? Isn't there fire in those things? <laughs> well, I thought... Here were my thoughts. I That's exactly what I thought first. And then I thought, oh, it's probably a boiler that's been replaced. You know, a furnace. I mean, that's like an old time, really old timey furnace. Yeah. So they've probably put in like central like heating. Like central and heating and then. just left the big hunk of metal down there. But. Okay. That'd be a stupid place to hide money, I think. I would still be nervous. Again, I would front still and be nervous. Yeah. And, you know, oh, okay. You're a bunch of investigators looking for money wouldn't that be like you'd walk down the stairs and go let's look in here (laughs) (laughs) i know it's like dig a hole somewhere (laughs) well the only thing that makes me think it wasn't in there is because he was way in the back he was way in the back right although it was weird that they panned to it so yeah (gasps) maybe that's where dilemma or that's maybe that's where audrey is (laughs) 
Audrey is. <laughs> She's crouched in there hiding, <laughs> waiting for a time <laughs> to escape. <laughs> and she heard everything, and the second they go upstairs, she grabs the buddy and goes. <laughs> <laughs> She's a smart woman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we never hear we from her. We don't even need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So next we see Dylan walk into the Bates house and he calls for Norma. So I'm thinking this is like the next day because now it's daytime and I think it was nighttime before. It And it, you know, if I've ever seen morning light, this was morning light in the kitchen window and stuff. Yeah. And Romero's not there. So. And he saw him leave. So I think it was the morning and he morning. left for work. Okay. Um, I'm just positive about this. Okay. I gave it a lot of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so next we see Dylan walk into the Bates house, and he calls for Norma. She walks out and goes up to him and hugs him. She asks how Emma is doing, and he says she is doing better every day, but still has a long way to go. Dylan says he just saw Romero leaving and asks if everything is okay. She tells Dylan that Romero will be around a fair amount because they got married. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cuts to Dylan and Norma in the kitchen, and he says he can't believe Romero would do all that for her, and Norma says he has his good side. (laughs) Dylan says guys just don't marry people because they want to give them insurance just for the heck of it. Norma says he just wanted to help her out. Dylan says he is a guy and he knows what guys do. Then Dylan says he's not the worst person in the world and Norma agrees. Norma says she doesn't like Romero like that. She can't think about anything but Norman and she is worried about him all the time and she feels like she abandoned him. She says she wishes they would let her talk to him. It's awful how it happened. Dylan says she is doing the right thing for him. Norma says she hopes so, but what if he says something wrong? All the secrets she has tried to hide and the people that will find out. She has no control over it, and she tried so hard for so long to protect him until she couldn't. She says in a way it's better. It's out there for better or for worse. The chips will fall, and they will have to see what happens. Dylan says he thinks it's all going to be okay. She just has to allow it to be. It's not going to be okay. <laughs> it's not, Dylan, but Dylan, that, that was, was That was nice. <laughs> try, to, try to calm your mom down, <laughs> but it, <Yeah>. it's not. <laughs> no, I just love that, that he's, there seems to be quite a large part of Dylan that's like pretty thrilled with this. I think, I think he really respects Romero and... He, I think he knows that Romero is going to help and that Romero has definite feelings for her. Mm -hmm. And I think he's just a little tickled and, oh wow, my mom might be with someone actually nice this time that's not going to beat her and it's going to actually take care of her. Yep. He's... I think he's having like little stars in his eyes too. I think so too. He's having little squeeze like, oh, yay, this is totally unexpected, but I'm really happy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's like, okay, let's just take assessment here. My mom's married to Romero. Dylan and I, or me and Emma are together and I'm going to quit the weed business and Mm -hmm. I'm going to join up with Romero because he's my dad now. (laughs) That's for you, Matt. (laughs) And Norman's in a mental institution where he needs to be. He's just like, everything's coming up to him. (laughs) Oh, it totally is, though. He's got a little Norma in him after all. (laughs) 
for that little moment, everything is coming up, Dylan, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and he must be, yeah, just really relieved that Romero is going to be more in their life because he has, Romero has fixed a lot of things for this family, you know. Yeah. And so it's got to be like, oh, sweet. My mom's got him on her side. And she's been with two losers. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I can see Dylan, like, skipping away. Yeah. And, like, running to Romero. Daddy! (laughs) (laughs) Daddy and Mommy. (laughs) Chick didn't kill him. That's right. (laughs) Well, now that might be even more of a relief it's like okay so this chick thing something's definitely gonna happen but romero's my dad now (laughs) (laughs) so it's gonna be okay (laughs) (laughs) romero's my dad (laughs) i love thinking of it like that (laughs) he's like this adult and his mom gets remarried he's like dad I love also that he adds that she just has to allow it to be. It's like, yes. don't mess this up because you just can't have a good thing. I was like, now don't get on Norma. You know, just let this be okay. Exactly. Now don't go getting all Norma. <laughs> Okay. I'm only at 10% on my iPad. Oh. We're almost done. Yeah, I just need... I'm going to turn down the screen so it's not quite as bright to save a little power. (laughs) Okay. Next, we see Norman with Dr. Edwards. He asks Norman if he thinks he will feel like talking, and Norman says he just has blackouts and asks if he can get some medicine for that. (laughs) Dr. Edwards says he absolutely can. And then tells Norman that his mom says sometimes he talks to people who aren't there and sometimes gets violently angry. Norman says, so could she. Dr. Edwards says, how can I help you, Norman? You want to know a secret? Everyone needs help. Someone is paying a lot of money for you to be here so you could take advantage of it. So you should take advantage of it. No one comes here for the food or the broccoli water. (laughs) 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 You committed yourself, Norman. On some level, you want help, and I think I can help you if you let me. Norman says, you know I'm only here because of my mother. Dr. Edward says, you're 18, Norman says, but it means something to her, and she would be upset if I didn't. Dr. Edward says, and you don't want her to be upset. Norman says, I never want her to be upset. She's the most wonderful person in the world. I love seeing him say something like Norm always says about him. (laughs) It was very cute in this horrible way. Dr. Edward says, then why are you angry at her? Norman says, I can't tell you that. Dr. Edward says, actually you can, it's safe here. Norman says, I'm angry because she asks too much, she wants too much, and I have always tried to be there for her, and I've been a very good son, but there is just something wrong with mother, my mother, and she does things, and then she blames me, but these things I can't just talk about. Dr. Edward says, you can't talk about them, nothing bad is going to happen. 
Norman says, bad things will happen if I do, and if I don't talk about them, then the other bad things might happen, and I don't know what to do. I just don't want to hurt her, but I am scared. Do you understand? Dr. Edwards says, I do understand. This is a tough dilemma, but maybe we can work through it. Norman kind of grunts and gets up and leaves. <laughs> he does the Norman. <laughs> <You know. laughs> so this is the scene that Lara says that Norman became head, head Norma. Yeah, I'm going to have to see that for myself. Yeah. Because I, when, when I read that in the email, I was like, okay, maybe when we talk about it, I'll see what she means. And I still don't. Mm-mm. But I will watch it again. We'll watch it again and report back. Yes. <laughs> he sure, I, I don't know. I really do think that Dr. Edwards is like, yeah, he is channeling his mother or something. Yeah. He just talks about his mother too much. Like, it's never about him. It's about her. Yep, I'm sure that's got his wheels his, turning. His little, yep. Uh, so next we see Norma at Pineview. <laughs> she tells the woman at the desk she knows she isn't allowed to see him, and they couldn't even give him the phone message, but she really needs to see him. She needs to know he is okay. The woman says she will call Dr. Edwards and see if he can talk to her. Cuts to Dr. Edwards telling Norma they have these policies for a reason. He says Norman is having a hard time establishing trust with him. He says it's kind of like sending your kid away to camp. Norma says Norman never went to camp. (laughs) Maybe he should (laughs) have. (laughs) She says maybe it would be good for Norman to see her because they are very close and it might allow him to see that everything was okay and that he could focus on what he was trying to accomplish there. I love the Norman never went to camp. It totally, like, (laughs) I immediately thought of, like, those comments on Facebook that people give you <laughs> when it just has nothing to do with what you just said. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's always someone that just has to make a comment. Yep. <laughs> it's like, the fact that he never went to camp has nothing to do with what I'm saying right now. <laughs> it's like, imagine if he did, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, he should have a few times. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, so next week, I found it odd. Mm-hmm. I wondered. Um, so this, she's all Norman talks about in his therapy sessions, and I was surprised that he allowed her to see him. And I wondered if it was like an experiment. I was wondering that too. Like, okay, so so far, any time he has talked to Norman, it's been all about her. Uh-huh. And then she shows up and like just insists on seeing him and talks about how close they are. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking like maybe he made an exception this time because he's like, what, what is going on with these two? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I just get the feeling he's like watching them from like a security monitor, like a you know. Oh yeah. He... I just I think it's very interesting that he allowed it. I think so. He too. made this exception. I think so, too, because he absolutely could have said, nope, you know. Oh, yeah. No way. There's just, he's just like, okay, there's obviously something really. Something between these two, you know, and maybe, you know, I think he was thinking, okay, if I, if I let her see him, 
And if I can observe it without them knowing I'm observing it, maybe I can get some sort of clue as to what's going on, really, you know, or. Yep, or maybe that guy that. Uh, there was like an orderly that kind of looked up when Norman talked about dead people. Yes. <laughs> maybe he was like told to keep an ear on them and report back. Maybe. Or maybe they do have cameras. I don't know. Oh. It'd be smart. I'm to have sure they have cameras. Cameras all the time. I'm sure <laughs> there's cameras in the patient lounge and the lunchroom and stuff. There's got to be. Yeah. So I think the orderly was just there hanging out. And when he started hearing dead people, he looked up and went, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Like anyone would. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay. So next we see Norma walk into the patient lounge. Norman is in there watching TV. I think it was QVC or something. Um, She takes her wedding ring off and says, Norman, he turns around and says, mother, she says, honey, it's so good to see you. And an older man sitting next to Norman turns around and says, it's good to see you, too. <laughs> I love that old man. <laughs> this man was like my favorite thing I ever. Know, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Norman tells him. He is just my most favorite. <laughs> Norma tells him she was talking to her son, and the man says, well, I still mean it. (laughs) So cute. He was adorable. (laughs) Well, I still mean it. (laughs) He's just got this grin. He's wearing a suit. (laughs) I'm not crazy. (laughs) Please bring back that guy. Because he's my favorite. (laughs) I want Norma to have adventures with him, not Julian. Me too. Because <laughs> Norman, I've always said, Norman's an old man. Yes. Um, that was just so funny how he turns around with his big smile. <laughs> Good to see you too. <laughs> My favorite was, well, I still mean it. <laughs> so oh, awesome. Man. Um. Norman, Norman, Norman walk into a different room and she says, I know you're angry at me right now and I don't blame you. I just want to tell you how sorry I am about all this. We both know this is the best place for you right now. I mean, does she know that Norman knows that? I mean, I just think that's her just being like, I've decided so we both think it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and we have to think about the future and it's not forever. Norman doesn't say anything. She says, Norman, just say something. Speak to me. He says, what would you like me to say, Mother? You put me in this place against my will. She says, because I'm trying to help. Norman says, you don't need to whisper. There are no secrets at Pineview. (laughs) (laughs) I bet there's lots of secrets at Pineview. (laughs) I know, but it just sounded like maybe something the lady that gave him the tour said. exactly like it. One of their mottos, there's no secrets at Pineview. <laughs> <laughs> we don't wear belts and there's no secrets. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> she says, all I want for you is for you to get better and get the help you need. He says, I need? So I'm the only one that needs help? Really, Mother? We're still playing that game? She says, Norman, I don't know what you're talking about. The only reason you are here is because I don't know how to help you. He says, well, I can't help anyone because I can't tell anyone the truth. She says, what truth? Norman says, the people have died. That We don't know why. 
that something is very, very wrong and that you won't face it. People are starting to look at them, and Norma tells him to lower his voice. He says, I don't want to lower my voice. I don't want to talk to you. I'm actually afraid of you right now because you have put me in this horrible position. What am I supposed to do, mother? She says she doesn't know. She is doing her best, and she just wants him to forgive her. He says, I don't forgive you. I can't forgive you. Stuffing me in here, you have painted me into a corner that I cannot, cannot get out of, and I have never been so disappointed in anyone. She says, Norman, and he walks out. Okay, so plain to the fact that he is in his right mind when he talks to Dr. Edwards in his next scene. Mm -hmm. Was he kind of giving her some sort of test in this scene and she totally did not pass it? And so he's like, all right, you've stuffed me in a corner. And he's very disappointed that she didn't pass his little test. You know, I see what you're saying. And yeah. Yeah, it could have been like a, I'm giving you one more chance to to admit it uh-huh. type thing. And she didn't pass because she doesn't know what he's talking about. I know, <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I mean, you really feel for her right here. Just, she is trying to do what's best for him and... Uh, And he thinks that she's the one. It's just, this is so crazy. Mm -hmm. It's so great. (laughs) It's so great. But no, you could be right that this was, you know, this is your last chance to admit it. Well, he did look pleasant when she first walked in. It was almost like, I know I've had a change of heart. I'll confess everything. And get you out of here. Well, and I was also wondering if they had that old man turn around, like, okay, so this guy sees her too, so this is not head Norman. <laughs> ah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, that lets Norman know, okay, you, this is mother, you know? Other people see her too now. Right. Although I think he's now, his brain has shushed the fact that he's seen her without knowing it. Right. Do you think the dress is still in his bed? Where is Romero sleeping? I was wondering that, too. Like, is there another bedroom? That's a pretty big house. It's a pretty big house, but still, four bedrooms and one... I don't know. And one upstairs. Seems a little much. Seems a little much, true. Because the upstairs is, like, half the size of the downstairs, or less. And I could see him just bunking and Norman's thinking, this isn't going to last long. I'll be in the master bedroom yeah, I, soon. <laughs> I think he would be in Norman's room, definitely over Dylan's room. So that probably is where he's sleeping. Maybe right. he'll find the dress. Yeah, it just occurred to me. I'm like, that dress, is it still under his bed? Although she seems to be like the type of bed maker that would like shove the say, blankets and sheets way under the mattress and find it, you know? Yeah, could a dress like that you know really go unnoticed because he just kind of balled it up and stuffed it under there although it's weird that that wasn't a scene that she'd just find it under her <laughs> teenage son's <laughs> bed and just whistle past it just hang it back up because <laughs> let's face it what do teenage boys usually stuff I know. in their mattress exactly <laughs> we've talked about it before most teenage boys or 99% of them <laughs> Those would be like a Playboy or, a, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it'd be really disturbing to have it be her dress. 
gotta there's gotta be a scene where we see it. Yeah, so that'd be interesting if yeah, Romero yeah. finds it. Although, and that'd be really weird for him. <laughs> <laughs> it, what would be weirder for Norm, Romero to find it or for Norma to find it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure if Romero found the dress, he would just shush it and not say anything to Norma. <laughs> Oh, be like weird. things are rarer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like you know when like a sock gets into like the sheet, right? <laughs> and and you like get into bed for the first time after making them, and you're like, "There's a lump here." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, ha ha ha! There was a sock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe he's like, "Oh, that's what happened." <laughs> An entire dress. An entire dress. Static clean is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that must be it. Static clean. <laughs> I am. I am shushing like a true bait. <laughs> I'm a bait now. <laughs> he changes his name to Bates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Oh. I hope we see the dress again. I hope there is a scene with that. Yeah, I don't like that that just goes away. Me too. That was too big. Yep. Maybe if she's told that Norman, again, that Norman is turning into her and she says they're crazy and then she goes home and finds that, <laughs> she'd be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting harder to shush, people. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> oh, did we finish the scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Okay. <sighs> anyway. Okay. Back to my theory. Mm-hmm. If that is true, they sure did spoon feed it to us. They could have made it a lot more clear. Yes. Like him being really happy to see her and getting the true disappointment that she's not doing it. Right, so, right. Who knows what's going on? Uh -huh. Maybe they made it subtle. They played it subtle. This They don't pander to their audience very much in this show. No, they, they really don't. They really they? respect that their audience is smart. And so... You know, you don't get a lot of exposition scenes like we did with Romero and I guess her name's Rebecca. I never caught that, you know. Hmm. Yeah. And I appreciate that. So yeah. if oh, it was yeah. subtle and we didn't catch it, I'm glad. You know? Good job. Good job. <laughs> but I did catch it. I just want everyone to know. Yes, <laughs> Emily got it. <laughs> All right, next we see Norma walk into her house. She closes the door and puts her head against it. Romero comes out and asks what happened. She says she went to see Norman. Romero says he is sorry. She says she begged Norman for forgiveness and he has no feelings for her. He is like a different person. See, I disagreed with her there. He had feelings and I didn't think he was like a different person. I've She's seen him like this. She's seen him upset, but I think some of the things he said just really mm -hmm. hit her like I don't think he said I, I can't forgive you I don't 
want to see you, you know. Yeah, I guess. So. I've never been so disappointed in anyone. I think those are new words out okay. of his mouth. So I think that's what she's talking about. I don't know. They've been through a lot these last 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she says he's never been like that, ever. Romero says he's an 18-year-old kid, and he's mad, but he will get over it, and she did the right thing. This That little sentence just lets us know how much Romero does not know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's so in the he dark. He has not found the dress yet <laughs> under the mask. <laughs> nope. <laughs> dress is still safely there. She says it's so scary, and he hugs her, and she starts to cry. She says she is not just scared about what Norman is feeling about her, but he could say things that he needs to say. Um, she could lose him forever. Romero says she's doing the right thing. She starts kissing him, and he stops and says they shouldn't do this now. She says she wants to. He says, don't play with me. She says she's not. He says, you are sure you want to do this? She says she is sure she wants to do this now. <laughs> They kiss some more, and then he picks her up and takes her upstairs. And everyone squeed, except Christiane. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So, I thought it was a sweet scene. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed every second of it. I think, <laughs> I think Norma was just thinking... This is so nice to have a man to come home to and like cry on his shoulder and he is yeah. nice and understanding and you know I mean granted maybe your first time comfort sex isn't maybe the most ideal but right I think it's legit it's legit it's not drunk sex no so I think it's legit and I really I mean as as much as we know about Norman and her, Norma and her history, you could possibly take this as totally taking advantage of him, but I don't buy it. No. There's too much there. And too much in this episode, even. Yeah. I mean, the ring and being surprised by his kiss and being surprised by getting her that beautiful ring and everything. Well, and just his attitude how, yeah, let's make this a real marriage. I'm going to move in. Let's go out to dinner. It's our wedding night. You know. This is totally blowing her away. I think it is. I I mean, she proposed to him. She didn't even think he was going to move in, you know. No. So in her mind, this was going to be like we are married on paper. I'm going to have your insurance. We, will, we never even have to talk, you know. Right. So I mean, she knows he's a, she said, you know, I know you're attracted to me. She didn't say have feel- she didn't say have feelings for me. She said attract. Right, right. No, I so think this like, is really hey, you know? taking her by surprise that he really seems, you know. Let's let's yeah. try and make this work, you know. Or at least, I don't know. You can also say he's just making it look like it, right? But but not at this point. Yeah, I mean, he definitely wants it to look like a real marriage, just for you know the public's sake, so that. They think it's a real marriage, but I think he, deep down inside, he's like, hey. Oh, for sure. You know, let's, I'm in. Yeah, this is like, (laughs) okay, this is not exactly how I pictured it. All of (laughs) the whole Normal fandom is saying the same thing. 
but what's funny is to think of this marriage compared to his first marriage how he's like i met her two months later we got married six months after that we were divorced i think he's he's like that's kind of my mo i don't want that you know i just Hmm, i just hurried into another marriage but let's make this one work or you know well he likes her he does he's got deep feelings for her deep ones yep I mean, they've known each other a couple of years now. They've been in White Pine yep. Bay for a while. So. Yep. Okay. Um, so next we see Norman walk into Dr. Edwards' waiting room. The guy at the desk tells him he can't go into the office. Dr. Edwards is with a patient. The guy yells for help and an orderly comes in and he tries to restrain Norman. They struggle and Norman is yelling. He just wants to talk to him. Cuts to Norman sitting in a locked room. Dr. Edwards comes in and says, hey, I heard you were upset. I'm sorry, I couldn't see you earlier. I was in the middle of a session. Norman says, that's all right. I understand, but I do need to tell you something. Dr. Edwards says, whatever it is, you can tell me. Norman says, I have reason to believe that my my mother is insane and might be killing people. Dr. Edwards says, you know, if you make that accusation, I have to report it to the authorities. Norman says, I do. And the episode ends. So, well, <clears throat> we've certainly talked this scene out. A yep. Bit. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'd like to say it's going to go one of two ways, but it'll probably be the way we never thought of yet. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, going to have a front row seat. The show has a way of just like, oh, that's how they did it, <laughs> like with the oh, yeah. polygraph. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. never would have thought of that. <laughs> so, so yeah, so interesting. And this episode, out of the three, it is like my least favorite, but just because one of them has to be, you know. Yeah, there's. But it really did. It's like having to pick a least favorite child. Yes. For, <laughs> for a setup episode, this is a really good one. Oh, it's so entertaining. And the story, as Harold said, ramped up. Ramped moved up. Along. Yep. Good fan service. Good fan. It was just all around good. I hope you feel better about it, Christiane. If not, that's okay, too. Oh, yeah. You know. So, what do you give it? Well, I I think my Normero feels just has to give it a 10. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay. I'm going to compare it to the other two, which, you know, had different ways to blow me away. So... I better put it on par just for different ways. So I'm going to give it another nine. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give it like an eight and a half out of 10 found earrings. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I liked it. It had chick. So that scored a point. Had chick. Um, I just, I just liked the intensity of the other two better. So it's just, it's good. And I think I gave the others like nines and stuff. So it's got to be just a little yeah. under the other two, but not by much. Yep. I'm going to, I put it on par because yep. it's like a, a scale. <laughs> I just really liked it. And I like what it's, how it's moving the story along. 
Yep. And for, you know, a quote unquote, you know, slower moving episode, there was still a lot, a lot going on. Oh, yeah. And it, and I could see like in the future after it's all said and done. Yep. Watching this one and just weeping. <laughs> <laughs> how it once was <laughs> you know what I really liked about the Romero and Norma scenes is that he was not Sheriff Romero he was like a regular no, guy like not one. like even his tone of voice was different talking yeah he wasn't all kind of how he just kind of mumbles and talks kind of gruff you know like the way he was talking to Rebecca compared to the way he talked to Norma I mean I don't know I liked it. Yeah. No, he was he was the casual husband. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you have a what the bit? I guess it's just gonna have to be the Norma's drink at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go with that too. <laughs> it wasn't too what the bippy. <laughs> it's still a what the bip because I mean the the big what the bip is why the body yeah why did norman tell dr edwards about norma killing people right and you can do the what the bip (laughs) stress what the bip to the uh body (laughs) not showing up in the pit (laughs) yes (laughs) yep so yeah i could still like what the bip where's audrey (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Loving it so far. Loving where it's going. Yep. So, well, all right. Do we have a little spoiler section? Well, I guess we have a tiny one. Okay, so. But I haven't watched the thing, and I don't want to take the time right now. It's too late. <laughs> okay. I don't even know if it's up or not. I haven't even looked. I did not see one. So okay, okay then no spoiler section. Yeah, I think the people that you know what I hinted at that I've seen a little scene of thinking that maybe Julian might have a hand in mm-hmm. how it goes down. I think the people that know know what I'm saying, and I said enough about that. I caught on. So, and if you don't. No, then you wouldn't be listening to the spoiler section. There you go. Unless you love spoilers. And in that case, you've probably seen the trailer. Yeah, just watch (laughs) the trailer and you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah. So, all right then. Well, if you want to send us a comment card, send it to yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Or join the Facebook group, Yes Mother, on Facebook. Yep. And yeah. Cool. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right. Kill your own ass. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. Say something. Just speak to me. What would you like me to say, Mother? You put me in this place against my will. Because I'm trying to help you. You don't need to whisper. There are no secrets here at Pineview. All I want for you is for you to get better and get the help that you need. I need? So I'm the only one that needs help, really? Mother, we were still playing that game. Aaron, I don't know what you're talking about. The only reason that you are here is because I don't know how to help you. Well, I can't help anyone because I can't tell anyone the truth. What truth? That people have died. That we don't know why. 
that something is very, very wrong and that you won't face it. Lower your voice. I don't want to lower my voice. I don't want to talk to you. I'm actually afraid of you right now because you have put me in this horrible position. What am I supposed to do, Mother? I just... I don't know. I don't, I'm doing my best. Okay? Just, I just want you to forgive me. I don't forgive you. I can't forgive you. Stuffing me in here, you have painted me in a corner that I cannot get out of. And I have never been so disappointed in anyone. Norman. Did you go back?